0: I want to talk footy, and I want to talk players, and I want to talk trade periods, and I want to talk money, and I want to talk TV shows. If you didn't see last year the Stan documentary, Show Me The Money, which is all about the biggest managers in town doing deals, not just in trade deadline, but the build-up to it, then you should watch the second series, Show Me The Money 2, which premieres tomorrow. It's at 5 o'clock. It's on Stan and the star of that show from Connor Sports Management, Paul Connors, has been good enough to join me live on Wide World of Sports. Paul, as we welcome you in, things going so well they decided to go back for season two.
1: Uh, thanks for having us, Sam. Um, just before we start, just on Morrie Plant, one of the just a great men of athletics, and yep. you know what a great cause, and um, you know you couldn't meet a better man for athletics, and you know how good is it that we've got athletics on Thursday night? You know, absolutely. Night?
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think mean, the
1: star of the show is Robbie DeRazio. I'm just right. you know, playing my role, Sam. Um, and Nick Gieschen also features heavily from our office. So, yeah, I'll just play my role.
0: So, what, what was it like, Paul? I mean, it's, it's always fascinating when you put cameras behind the scenes in these situations. And, you know, people love getting the inside word on players and coaches and footy teams when they do that inside the four-wall stuff um, and documentaries for actual teams. But this is a little bit different. This is about the managers and the deals.
1: Yeah, and the clubs get a good run and you see a lot of the clubs as well on in the interaction. I think this year's show is going to be better, better or different. And, you know, it's all about the trade period. It's a 90-minute um, one episode. Last year it was three. Okay um you know in look I must have changed because I was very very protective of even speaking or talking in the meeting I've been very careful but I um, certainly we've let our guards down and I think the public is going to get to see a real snapshot of what happened especially that last day um, I haven't seen any of the clips from the other agent but you know they' certainly call it redemption day I think Cole young and his company you know they come out. You know, looking great, and and there's a there's a lot of action on the last day and and leading up to.
0: Interesting, you say that Paul about you know letting your guard down because it wasn't so long ago. You know, say five, more like ten years ago, it was it was impossible to talk to a manager on the record about something because, you know, they're all protecting their players and their business is getting their player from one club to another, which you can understand. Is it because of the proliferation of media and social media, and you've got probably a thousand journos ringing you all the time now that you've decided to sort of open up?
1: I mean, trade period is such a big period and, and we're still, you know, we'd like to think the players are the main show. So we, right, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. It's all about the players and we're putting our head head above ground just for a minute. Um, I think it's, it's really good for the consumer and, and it's, I'm glad that this is out, that's coming out. And I think it's compelling viewing. I, I think you're going to get to see whether it's Brody Grundy's trade, you're going to see Jacob Hopper from our end. Um, you know, Jack Bowes, a lot of talk about Jack Bowes going from Gold Coast to, to
0: mm-hmm. Geelong
1: and how that all panned out. I, I think we're going to see a really, really sharp, Ninety-minute segment. If you like your footy, you know, tune in and go get yourself stand. That's for sure.
0: Is your job harder than it was ten years ago or twenty years ago when you started?
1: Definitely, yeah, definitely. Why? Just so many. Oh, just all aspects of it. Um, I think it's just not about doing a contract. It's it's keeping our players in jobs, and then the social media aspect, and um, how big it is now, and. With mental health flowing through, they're they they're no different to normal um, eighteen to thirty year olds in society. Um, there's just so many different aspects, and every job's different. And AFL's just big big business in Victoria, especially. Um, we love we love AFL footy, and and that's myself. I can't wait for round one. Yep. Um, I was just hearing, you know, I, I was unavailable for round one. I was doing something, and it's like having a wedding on Derby Day. It's like you don't miss round one of AFL. <laughs> And I think the competition's so close. It's like you're a Carlton fan. Um, you know, it's, it's game on. Richmond, Carlton, MCG, and I think we're all excited.
0: You've had some massive clients. Um, Jard Hodge, Natanui, just to name a couple. One of your, your biggest ones recently, Patrick Dangerfield, had some really interesting comments, basically calling for a mid-season trade period. Do, do we want it? Do we need it? Will it work? Uh, I think he was just looking at...
1: At, um, at the States, wasn't he? I, I'm a supportive a supporter of anything that helps players move yep. um, and keeps them in jobs. And so um, I think the game's changed already with with the sign-on players coming late. You look at Oleg Barkov, and one minute he's training at Carlton, the next, um, an op- a, a, a came up at at Collingwood, we had sadly one of our Carlton really up-and-coming guns, Sam Philp, who I love, um, got injured and then all of a sudden it opened up a spot for Hudson O'Keefe, the developing Ruckman from Oakley Chargers to get a a spot. So anything that promotes players staying in jobs, getting more opportunities, I support.
0: Which is interesting, Paul, because you obviously come at it from a very specific standpoint and yet... And like, I love the NBA and I love the English Premier League where players move left, right and centre. But there is something to me, I'm not sure if it's the the grumpy old man in me that loves kind of once the round one starts, you've got your 45 blokes on your list and it's a war of attrition and what happens, happens.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm probably okay, you know, and I, I agree to a large extent. And I don't think anyone moves unless it's... For the opportunity and to move, yep. like all trades, that both parties would have to agree. And you'll see that if you if you get your Stan subscription, Sam, and we give it a little plug. Um, if you get if you go and watch the show, you'll see that to a trade to happen, both parties need to agree.
0: Mm. Paul Connors from uh, Connor Sports Management, uh, the owner, joining me ahead of the Stan documentary, Show Me the Money Two, premiering tomorrow at five o'clock on Stan. Paul, I was talking about this um, the other day when we were talking about the Jack Innovan situation and everyone loves to think that players are on huge amounts of money. And I've got to be careful here because I know people love disagreeing with this standpoint. But just just hear me out. So the, the numbers came out um, last week. So the AFL, AFL, sorry, the average AFL primary listed player earns $406,000 a year, right? We know that the average AFL career is four and a half years. So some simple maths. 400 grand times four and a half is 1.8 million. Now, the average, according to uh, last year's Bureau of Statistics, the average Australian wage is 92 grand. So we're talking about essentially four times more. But the average working life goes a lot longer than four and a half years. Now, of course, players can stop their career and they can go into um, other things. But it doesn't always happen, Paul, as you know. No one's always as well
1: set up. I think the 400 is probably over inflated to a large degree because there's a lot a lot and I mean a lot of players who are not earning that much money, yeah um, who are on a lot less than that
0: whereas but, there's you know, fifteen earning a million bucks, which sort of pumps it yeah. up
1: yeah, but um, you know in my mind, you know we should have probably a marquee player where their salary is outside the cap and um, the game is in good hands, it's been run really well from head office yeah and and that's part of why we've just secured one of the great TV deals of all time mmm.
0: Who are, you, who are you excited about, Paul? I know you've got players everywhere, but is there a certain team that you're, you're most interested or intrigued in, or excited to see w- where they go in 23?
1: Oh, so much ten players. Look, I, I, it's a really different one, but Hawthorne and North Melbourne. I think the competition is ridiculously close, um, and I think we get too obsessed with making the eighth. I, I'm a supporter of um, extending that to the to the ten and having a wild card round. Um, I think when Tassie come into the game, hopefully that we can, we can look at that. I, I think North Melbourne and Hawthorne, if you were their supporters and you are at home, I'd be excited about what North Melbourne and what Luke Davies is going to do. And yeah. um, what Harry Sheasel is going to do. And if you're Hawthorne, how's Will Day going to go through the midfield and how CJ going to look um, and Jack Scrimshaw. And, and there's just going to be green shoots everywhere. So they might not make the eight, but I'd be really excited if I was both those, clubs and, and looking at players and how they go.
0: So you, you, your wildcard idea, Paul, I know other people have talked about it. So so just to be clear, you'd have one to six automatically make it and then what? Yep. Seven, eight, nine, ten. So seven, seven ten plays ten, 10 eight, eight plays play nine.
1: Play. Now it's not original and the NBL had an amazing um, end to the year with it and we can argue that Carlton Collingwood was a great end of the year. I'm just talking about the clubs who are 12 and 13 and 14 during the year. Yeah. I just don't see much difference between 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And I think it'll keep the game alive for a lot longer in the year. And um, I, I would like to think with 18 teams in the comp that there's enough to have a, a wild card round. And even if it's not a wild card round, have a top 10. But I, yep. I think the wild card round makes a lot of sense.
0: Paul, appreciate your time. Um, Good luck for the start of the season and I hope all goes well with contracts.
1: Thanks, Sam.